0: Welcome to Corazon Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Steve Lindsay. Steve Lindsay is the Chief Information and Technology Officer at LiveView Technologies. He was instrumental in designing, forming, and implementing the LiveView Technology platform, the company's video and IoT management system. Because of his intense technical background, he conceptualized and designed the software that powers the LiveView Technologies cloud platform and every LiveU Technologies Edge unit. Lindsay joined LVT in 2011 after leading technology, software engineering, and development teams at multiple companies, including i3 Technologies and Novell. Steve holds a bachelor's degree in electronic and information technology from Brigham Young University. Well, good afternoon, Steve. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Brian. I've I been per- listening to a lot of of your podcasts in the past, and I, re- I really enjoy your
0: content, so it's a pleasure being here. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. And certainly uh, love to have you on as a guest and just we're excited to start with your story, jump in and share your story with our audience. So Steve, you've got quite the career in technology as an entrepreneur, and now you're the executive vice president of engineering and technology at LiveView Technologies. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah I, I I don't know if there's much of a secret. Um I think one of the things I, I learned throughout my career is to, to not take myself too seriously. Um, it's pretty easy to get caught up in notoriety and, um, you know, all of the, the different things that, that seem to be the face of the job. But really deep down, is it's hard work and um, it, it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of collaboration, surrounding yourself with great people. Um, so again, I don't know if I, I particularly have a secret um, per se, but I will say that um, the, the one of the big things that stands out to me is this flexibility to change. Um, you know we're all technologists and we all joke about how technology is outdated tomorrow um, but yet sometimes we we have problems with um, embracing change and and especially, the different types of things that that requires you to do as an individual to change. Um, You know, you can get really comfortable with a technology or a capability. And then as technology changes, you find yourself in a situation where you have to, you know, change to that. And sometimes that change becomes painful. Um, It kind of reminds me back at Novell, uh, when I worked there, um, Eric Schmidt, uh, before he went on to Google, he was our CEO. And he was trying to get all of us novellites back in the day to to change a lot of the underlying architecture um, from the old IPX, SPX protocols that we you know fell in love with back in the day to the more modern cloud uh, TCP IP technologies. And one day we all came into work and there was a book sitting on all of our desks uh, called Who Moved My Cheese? I, you know, I don't know if you've ever read that one. Yep. But. Yep. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> so, one. Yeah. So we all read the book and, you know, it kind of makes you reevaluate, you know, how, how do you respond to change? Um, And so, yeah, I I think as we, as we continue to develop in our careers, uh, that's definitely something we need to prepare. And then the other thing I always found, um, I guess it's one of those things I was born with. um, And I think you'll find that a lot of executives are this way where you have the ability to communicate with people. You have the ability to have a business mind, but then you can also wrap around you know, your head around very complex technical issues. And so that wasn't really hard for me to, to come up with, but what was hard for me was to put my own agenda aside and, re- and realize that I'm part of a greater team. Um, I'm part of a group of individuals who have been tasked with, you know, either shareholders or whomever to continue to build a company. And my way isn't the only way. And and so you have to learn to collaborate. You have to learn to, as we say at LiveView Technologies, we like to say, check your ego at the door and come with the ability to listen to others, understand what their perspectives are, and then contribute your perspective into it and then collectively come up with the best answers. So, you know, I think that just those fundamental concepts, um, you know, they don't change from opportunity to opportunity. Um, and if you can keep those core foundational things in place, um, you know, you're able to continue to advance in your career. Um, and yeah, so I think that's, what's paid off for me thus far. Um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts around that or experience around that.
0: Absolutely. Steve, I think, you know, some of the best things that we learn uh, from life experience rather than, you know, necessarily uh, whether it be at school, college, uh, professor, but sometimes you have to adapt to the change and and really kind of see where you fit into the whole picture and, and make a difference. So I appreciate the yeah. share on that. I really do. So yeah. Steve, let's jump into this next, next question about the pandemic, right? It's been a challenge working you know, remotely or trying to make those pivots and changes. But what are your plans for growth and support in your role? Uh, and will it be any different than the last 14 months?
1: Yeah, I, it's funny, I guess, as we talk about change and we move into pandemic, um, I think we've all experienced change at, at really the, the the most impactful way. Um, I, at LiveView Technologies, we, we actually had um, a lot of growth through the pandemic. Um, and a lot of it was due to the, I guess, the forced conditions of moving to work from home that a lot of us experienced. And when you look at it from an IT perspective, we were really putting traditional on-premise solutions with remote VPN access to the test, right, when it comes to scalability. Um, and those companies that were actually adopting cloud-native software-as-a-service um, solutions for their companies, they probably had an easier transition during that. We at LiveU Technologies were a software as a service company. All of our internal IT systems uh, were all cloud-based. We don't have any on-premise anything. And then, of course, the services that we were offering our com- our customers were that. And so what we saw was a lot of growth um, due to um, you know one of the product capabilities we have is to be able to either augment or replace uh, Man security on locations. And, and obviously during a pandemic, a security guard doesn't necessarily want to go and put themselves in harm's way um, with a biological agent. So um, we were seeing a lot of our customers moving towards technology to be able to solve problems that a human normally would have done. Um, but that was also at a point in our company when we were at a very hyper growth stage. And so we were actually almost tripled our company in the last um, uh, 15 months. And so in that hyper growth, the big challenge we have is trying to maintain culture in the company, trying to get process and procedures and all of these things that typically happen with the hyper growth company in place. And so as we're coming out of this pandemic, it looks like Um, We just see that continuing to accelerate um, where we now have an opportunity to bring a lot of those employees that we're working from home back into the office. Um, I mean, just imagine a lot of these employees that we've hired have never seen any of their coworkers other than Zoom. Um, They've never rubbed shoulders in person. And so we see a high priority in trying to get them back into an office environment where they can start rubbing shoulders and build that camaraderie um, that enable us to have that collaboration and innovation that we need. The other thing that we've learned through the pandemic is that the uh, work from home actually works well for, uh, especially programmers, developers, other engineering types who like that quiet, um, non, you know, no interruptions during the day, um, unless your dog comes in or something, but, you know, you, you, you have that ability to work without the, the spontaneous uh, disruptions that you get from coworkers. And so we find that we want to want, we want to find a balance between coming back to the office as well as being able to give them an the opportunity to work from home. And so we're kind of working in that hybrid world and that's what we plan to do moving forward. Um, but yeah, we feel very fortunate that we were able to come through that pandemic um, actually still hyper growth, um, and growing revenues and, uh, and hiring a whole bunch of people. Um, now the challenge is going to be assimilating them, getting them in the culture as I described.
0: Right. No, I appreciate the the share. Obviously we've all struggled in some sort of way, some challenges and some, uh, some businesses obviously were devastated, uh, but others uh, managed to rise to the challenge. So again, appreciate your insights and your experience with through the pandemic. So Steve, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today?
1: Yeah. The, our solution is kind of unique in that there is a hardware component to it. And then the cloud traditional software as a service component to it. And what that hardware component is, is a, what we call an edge controller that then, um, is installed in usually some type of a mobile uh, power plant is what we call it. And so if you're, if you're familiar with Liveview technologies, you might see some of our stuff in uh, some of the larger big box retail parking lots um, and, and other uh, critical infrastructure areas. And so because of that edge component and the fact that a lot of our stuff is run on solar power and it's running over cellular connectivity Um, we have found that a lot of the applications of artificial intelligence and machine learning as it comes to computer vision and to other data analysis that we collect, um, those obviously have, have, they need a lot of power or they need a lot of computing capability. And so what's interesting in the, in the industry right now is, is we're moving towards edge computing capability that can run on much lower power footprints, um, so a lot of the work that you see coming from NVIDIA where they had um, a lot of their Jetson and Xavier type GPUs that really can run low power but, but crunch a lot of AI computation. And then even the advancements with Apple and their M1 chip where we're, they're trying to do more with less power. That whole industry is is very applicable to, to us and the, and the problems we're trying to solve for our customers. And so that's been a very interesting um, development to see over the 10, 15 years that we've been around. Um, obviously, cellular connectivity with 5G has been um, something that's that's been interesting to see, um, but you know, when we first started, we, we were working with uh, GSM, um, the old 1X cellular connectivity, and then we saw uh, 3G and then moving into LTE. So we've been able to see that whole transition of cellular connectivity Um But yeah, right now it's really about edge computing and how do you get as much processing power done on the edge, minimizing that data transfer uh, over those cellular connections or any type of broadband connection for that matter um, to cloud services that then allow customers to interact with that data. Um, That's been really what we've been about the the last couple of years um, and developing. And so um, as, as we continue to move forward and, and, and bringing technologies to what we call the edge where we can get better and more accurate data. And we can provide that data to, to help uh, with security applications Uh, looking for intruders. uh, We can use that data for business intelligence, understanding, uh, like I said, in parking lots, we can better understand um, the types of customers that are coming and going. Um, There's all, there's all kinds of data we can gather there and it really now lives within this edge-based AI machine learning uh, capability that's, that's starting to mature.
0: Thank you for sharing, Steve. And you're absolutely right. There's been a big trend to move a lot of computing out to the edge, um, you know, IoT devices, you name it. Um, and we're starting to see some real uh, promise with leveraging uh, machine learning AI um, so appreciate the share. And Steve, yeah. can, can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in technology or entrepreneurship? Yeah. Entrepreneurship is always an interesting beast. Um, you
1: know, I, I started entrepreneur, my intra- entrepreneurial opportunities back in 2000. So I've been at this for like 21 years. And I would say that when I first started, I was young and I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, and you know, obviously you, you, you get caught up in there. Well, how do you raise funds? Um, You know, how do you build a business from scratch and you kind of get caught up on all those things. But what, what you typically are not aware of is the fact that, you know, you're up against a wall. I mean, there's, there's a lot of businesses that aren't going to succeed. And the reasons can be, can, can vary. Um, There can be a lot of reasons for that. But one of the things that I learned in this recent um, endeavor And and again, I was able to to get surrounded by a lot of great business partners that had some great fundamental um, experience in in being very um, frugal in how we spend money, in really focusing on what the customer wants and not getting caught up in this, oh, just because I can create it means that I should type mentality that us engineers tend to have. Um, you know, I remember the first business I started, I, I thought everyone in the world would want this little gadget I created. Um, and I learned the hard way that, you know, maybe I was a little unique in that. Um, not everybody thought that that gadget was as cool as I did. <laughs> so building a, ba- a, bu- a, biz- a business around that wasn't a bright idea. And, you know, in learning that that painful um, and costly lesson, um, you know, and, and, and taking those lessons forward into other businesses, you learn to to adjust um, what, what, it is that you're trying to offer. And so, like I said, this recent, uh, opportunity with live View technologies, I was able to surround myself with some great business minds, um, that, that, that had already learned those lessons and were able to teach me, um, those and, and balancing budgets and, and just being able to just get in and do the dirty work and sacrifice, uh, were absolutely huge, uh, lessons for me. Um, you know, just, just an example, a story, um, the type of business we're in, you know, we've got these these systems deployed all around the country. Um, we've done a lot of work with Department of Transportation and they often stick these cameras in the middle of nowhere uh, on the side of a road so they they can see the road conditions there for snow plow removal or whatever any kind of maintenance they need to do. And so I would find myself on the road for days on end, um, just visiting each one of these sites and either troubleshooting issues or Provide, you know, doing maintenance on them um, at the same time that I was coding um um back at the office. Um, but you know, you think about coming from some of these nice high-tech companies, you know, like I was at Novell, and then you find yourself in an entrepreneurial world where, you know, you're you're on fold up desks and you know you're skipping paychecks uh every so often because you gotta make sure you can hit payroll for everyone else. Um you're out in the middle of 30 below zero weather changing electronics out of a, of a system that's failed on the side of a road, you know, you find yourself in really tough situations and you just have to know that that's, what's going to happen when I go into it. It's not, it's not all overnight success. In fact, it never is overnight success. Um, there's, there's usually years and years of struggle in there, um, before these companies really become something that, uh, now you can start, uh, you know, having things a little bit nicer, maybe get a real desk instead of a folding desk. But yeah, living that makes it so much more rewarding, I have found too, um, when you can actually look back and see all of that pain that you went through, and then see things starting to turn around and get stronger and hiring more employees. It's just so rewarding when you get to see those opportunities. Um, But you know, just going, anyone who wants to start a business, just know it's going to be tough and you're going to make sacrifices. You could fail. Um, I had two failures before we actually started having some success with this company. It's just, it just comes with the business. And um, that's why sometimes it just takes an extra thin skin um, or I'm sorry, extra thick skin to get uh, entrepreneurial businesses off the ground. And so, yeah, I I guess that's the lessons that I've learned um, up to this point for whatever
0: value that is. Absolutely, Steve. No, that's great. We do appreciate the share because we have a lot of guests that, um, have, you know, been an entrepreneur, moved back to the corporate world and then back to entrepreneurship, uh, and vice versa. And, you know, a lot of the stories are the same. It's a lot of, you know, hard work, um, you you learn the hard way sometimes, but that's great that you're sharing that. And I know somebody in our audience will take that gem and, and put it to good use. I really do appreciate the insight. So Steve, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon.
1: All right. Excellent. Thank you, Brian, for the opportunity. Bye
0: for now.